Relationship. I'm Stacy, and my name is Oha. Oha, you're in here rocking a crop top. I am. I'm rocking a crop top. It's full cold outside. Yeah, but it is a crop top sweater, which is it's true. Just as effective as a non-sweatered shirt that covers my whole. True. You know, Cardi B says a hoe never gets cold. Really? Yeah. Just so you know, you saw you always see those girls out at bars, and they're like, "It's freezing. It's so cold. I'm in pajamas." But they're like in a little skirt, high heels, and their little twigs are shaking. Yeah. You've never seen that? I definitely have seen it. Um, I do like it when I see them tugging up so as to cover their tits, Uh but then their vagina becomes exposed. So then they push, uh, they sort of pull back down to cover their vagina, which leaves them in a conundrum because their tits are back out. And so it's sort of this, I'm going to call it... uh, God, that's where God is. He's and that showing their tits and their vagina. No, not just that struggle that those ladies are having. Just that mm-hmm. back up, coming back down. The power to believe, and then that it lets you down. I think that's where God is. You know, I, um, I have. I would say maybe like forty percent of my life has just been like shoving my tits in something. Yeah, mm-hmm. not my vagina really, because that's hard not to cover. Like. Yeah, you have. You should. You have to have. I a mean, tarp. Y- that's slut shaming. I'm so sorry. If you don't need to, if you don't want to cover your vagina, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Girls I think of the it's world. Safe to say, like, Are you depending sure? on the place. I don't know actually anymore. There's a time and place hey, for listen. showing your vagina. What? Listen about my vagina. This is real. Mm. I'm convinced I have herpes. <laughs> you I'm convinced. I was gonna say you do not have herpes, but that was just my reaction. It's the but second it, time in my could. life. The first time I like dug a hole in my vagina, I have a scar. It was an ingrown hair. Okay. Could this be? Maybe. Have you gone to a professional doctor? Mm-mm. Not the those guys that says, trust me, I'm a doctor on their <laughs> shirt. Those are not doctors. Have you tried going to a real professional one? I have not yet. Okay. It's just my self-diagnosis. Um, I okay. went in deep to like images on Google mm-hmm. of what it could be. It doesn't quite look like that yet, but okay. it could get there. What did it look like? Well, it's a mole. Okay. So I'm very moly and freckly. And then it just Mm. turned red, but it could have been pinched. Okay. Like in my leg or something. Like my leg or being fat, like my jeans. Okay. Something just caught it. So it's red now, and I'm just like, well, it's herpes. I hooked up with this guy from California recently. Just trying to get back out there. Yeah. He was nice. He's a nice guy. Okay. Um, but he could have given me herpes. Yeah. I threw up on his dick. You did tell me that, but I'm glad that we're bringing it back up now. In the Airbnb, and it cost him $300. Because you threw up in the Airbnb. Yeah, I had had red wine. Red wine. So, all over. Ruined the mattress. (gasps) Yeah. Um, not Stacey, my first you're an expensive girl. <laughs> you're like a high baller. The most of guys ever paid to fuck me. <laughs> um, and so it ruined the mattress because I had red wine. It's it's the third time I've thrown up on a penis. I feel like I haven't had that many opportunities. What with, you know, 
being okay, lesbian. Jeff, yeah. But I will say, I feel like if I had to do that, I would throw up on a, on a penis because I have a very delicate gag reflex. He said to me, I was like, I'm going to throw up. You, know? you said that to him. I'm going to throw up. I lifted my head and I'm, like, I'm going to throw up. And he was like, let's try it. He just <laughs> liked the gag. Yeah. So those $300 that he paid, he d- that was when he signed a contract when he, he said, let's try it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and th- he's really getting me back with giving me herpes, I think. You think this is That's his gonna revenge cost more for those $300? $300. Yeah. It's going to cost more to pay for all my Valtrex. Yeah. And now I'll never have sex again mm-hmm. because you have to tell people about it. You do. And then people have to make a decision on whether or not they still want to fuck you and possibly get. I'm not worth that. <laughs> like, for <laughs> sure, I'm not worth that. Like, that risk. Just having to have the conversation before you go in is like... That's, I mean, is that a boner killer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. What if they're like, it's all good. I have it too. Actually, did you know that 89% of the population has it, but they present as asymptomatic and that's why uh, people actually who have herpes do not know they have herpes and actually uh, panel tests don't actually cover herpes as a real test because it's so prevalent that doctors don't actually test for it anymore but it's so embroiled in so much uh, taboo and so much like negative emotion that people don't actually know the reality about it so maybe it'll be fine I I hear those things and I think that's smart I don't want to shame anybody who has herpes but Me neither, yeah. when I make it personal about my vagina, I'm like, no. <laughs> Get away. Not that. It already has, like, you know, bumps and bruises from, like, my past. Don't add sores, open sores to it. Yeah. That's well, it's not open yet, but we'll find out. I'm going to go tomorrow and just get, I mean. Get it tested, oh like, God. up, down, all around. Get it swabbed. At, I looked at pictures of, like, outbreaks on buttholes and stuff. Stacy, stay away from that. I know. You can't do that. I was with a girlfriend one time, and maybe I've already told this to you. I was with a girlfriend, we were having lunch. Just a quick little girl lunch on yeah, a break little from girl work. Lunch, yeah. And she's on the phone, and she looks white as a sheet. And she's like, my doctor just said I have herpes. They gave oh. her the <laughs> results, and like, that's going to be me soon. <laughs> Except the place I go does it on an app. So I'm literally going to open the app. You're going to get a text message, basically, that says, hey, Congratulations. So you're 89% of the population. There's a website. You've never wanted to not fit in more. No, you know I what I mean? Yeah. There's a website, um, like a dating website for people with STDs, and it's called Positive Singles. So wow. What a great future. name. I'm off Tinder. I deleted Tinder and OkCupid. And now is I'm it because of your possible herpes condition? No, I did it before oh, because okay, okay, everybody okay. is 50 years old, lives in Pasadena, and is like fat and gross. But those people need love. No, not for me. Well, maybe okay. now that I have herpes. You won't have any other choice. What if I settle into that <laughs> life? Oh, God. Do you think there's like lots of funny hot people in Pasadena? No. Yeah. Okay. Do you? I don't think so. I just asked that question as I no longer sort of rhetorical almost. <laughs> I no longer believe there's funny hot people in Houston. So. Yeah. Okay. There. Um, um, okay. Speaking of funny and hot, you want to. So maybe there is guest? one funny and hot person. One left Houston. Wait, Houston. Anybody who listened, we just hit three thousand followers, subscribers. So. Welcome to the party, babies. Uh, the last hot, the last funny, um, good boy, 
around Radu Bondar. Hey. Did, I, did <laughs> they say it right? Yeah, yeah, you killed it. No, you killed it, Stacey. Have you just accepted how people say your name? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Radu is yeah. fucking cool. It's fine. You don't you don't care about it? I wish I did. I wish I was like, it means, mm, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And then I had a thing and I felt connected to it. But I don't, it's just a placeholder for me. What would you want it to mean? Like, if it could mean the ideal thing. Like, if you, like the best story. Yeah, calculator. Oh, that's oh. good. Radu, calculator. Yeah. Human calculator, yeah. Radu Human Bondar. Um, I think Radu's cool. Oha's an interesting name. Like, y'all both yeah. have interesting names. Yeah, yeah. Stacy is a Barbie's name. It's stupid. I, you're just like you have a you have an easy template. Like no one has to be like, is it stay saw? How do you do <laughs> say? Yeah. I wish. Hoha seems easy to me. Yeah. But I bet like everyone sees that name. They're like, oh shit! I what get to fuck? I get to go in on this. <laughs> that is how people, Oja? especially. Um, I get Oja, Hoja, Aloha, Ohana, Omaha, Ohio. They just don't try. Or Aloha. <laughs> they just they see it's sort of like a vestige of a word yeah. to them. It's like a word in the breeze, and yeah. they're like. They look at it very briefly. It's they like don't a actually football player's name. That's exactly like, right. I can't wait to fuck this up. <laughs> oh. I can't wait to do it. And was that last part? Lopez. Lopez. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's an immigrant. <laughs> My family is not <clears throat> historically immigrant friendly, mm. <laughs> uh, as many white families are. The farther away you get from being an immigrant, the less immigrant friendly you are. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. they have forgotten their past. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Oha comes around and they just love that she's brown, mm-hmm. but she looks white. So mm-hmm. it's safe. Very safe. She yeah. can speak Spanish to him and they think that's cool. And she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking them on a ride every time I go hang out with them. Yes. I my, love it. My You're an introductory ethnic friend. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm like, the one time I asked, can she come over? Is that allowed? You know, because <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. And they, I mean, they just love it. They ask her, what's it like to be with a woman? Like all the things that they could ask you, they just love to ask. They're like, if you were a veteran, they're like, have you killed anybody? Tell us what it's, <laughs> tell us what it's like to kill. <laughs> I'll be like, this is what it is. <laughs> she asked them that. We scissor and then I shoot yes. them in the face. <laughs> you got to learn how to scissor. They got to learn what scissoring is. They do. They really should. I will say, I, I also ask questions of your family. Like. Mm. Why'd you shoot? You know why? I mean, like <laughs> she goes, why do cops shoot? Because they're all cops. They're your, all fa- like, your family's cops? Yeah, they're all cops. They're all military. Right, right. So, so Oha was just like, okay, why are you guys killing people out there? And they had a good, you had a good conversation. I had it. a very good conversation. I think you should ask, um, if you know a cop, you should ask, why are you killing people mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. there? Maybe be polite about it and mm-hmm. like try to have an actual real conversation. You were very polite. Yes. I, w- I just was curious. And it's like, well, also, I sit on a dining room table that literally has about seven to ten guns on it. Sure. And there's they children. They brought all of their guns <laughs> and put them all on what the was table. That? Was that supper? Or what was what was that? <laughs> it the guns? was a pool party at 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> this, it was incredibly casual. Mm. And we were eating um, somebody. I think you mixed in M and M's and and those little sour ones. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. I'm trying to set up. I'm trying to paint a picture, and right. I'm failing. At it's a it tableau completely. of exactly. It, there was a lot white of America. Exactly, a, a tableau of white America. But that was definitively the the seven to ten guns on the table. The whole family around watching mm-hmm. her, like the patriarch, the, the patriarch of the family, watching him teach me about the guns. Um, I felt very inducted, very, yeah. very accepted. 
Um, it happens so fast. Like you just are like, I can see that side of, <laughs> I can see that side. It I is. can see you what you're talking about. I, it was, I totally was like, yeah, that happens really quickly. And you were like deciding between your life and somebody else's you, life. You at the end, he did my uncles who she's talking about. And he did a little exercise with Ohan. By the end, she admitted that they should all be killed. <laughs> she was like, yeah, that's we, right. We did it wrong. We fucked up. <laughs> we um, should have gone down yeah. quietly and we didn't. You wow. did just have to go, okay, yes, sir. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was really trying to teach you. He's so sweet. They're all so sweet. But they are yeah, very, they very are sweet people. Yeah. Scary. They'd be you fine find with you. you. I'm sure, yeah. They're well, fine I'm with everybody to their face. I bet, yeah. But I'm also, like, visibly Republican. Like, you don't know. You know what I mean? You, You're you could visibly be, yeah. Republican? Yeah, if I throw, if I toss the name around, you know, Tommy, whatever, uh-huh. like, you don't know. That's true. You have like a weird feeling. You have like that feeling that Harry Potter has when like the scar hurts, but like you don't know, you know. Now, <laughs> have you guys read these articles? I mean, we know about like Charlottesville and uh, I have to admit that looking at those pictures of those men, I was attracted to half of them. <laughs> yeah. Those are the type of guys that I would go for. Pudgy, white, right, right, that right. tight haircut. Cool haircuts. Yeah. yeah. So, you could look I mean, you're not pudgy, but you're white, you're tight haircut you could look like those guys there i've had a problem with this haircut recently yeah. it is people have been pointing it out to me but now they're saying like even the outfits this like good boy movement have you seen this oh because you described yourself as a good boy i don't like that they've they're, yeah they're starting to take they're boy co-opting it they're ta- yeah they're co-opting boy from me and i'm boy is such a good word get away well from boy it. is a perfect <laughs> word <laughs> the idea of good boy like the co-creator of vice gavin yeah, McGinnis yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. This good boy movement with the Ben Sherman uh, is shirts. Is it good boys or proud boys? Good boy. They're good boys. Well, there's shit. another. There's another guy that's there's a there's some wrong. proud boys because there's there's a guy in Houston somewhere prou- that's a proud boy. Maybe it's proud boy. He's I don't like know. A bartender somewhere. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. We always fuck with them on the internet. And they're probably cute. That's the problem. Is like now I can't tell. Yeah. Before I could see somebody who dressed cool and stuff, and I'm like, they're probably at least a little progressive. Right. I can work with that. If you say, like, some stupid shit about women, I can still work with that. Sure, yeah. But these guys are hiding amongst us. Mm-hmm. They've you could co-opted. be one. They've co-opted. Because you know what it is? It's like, w- there's a way that you dress when you're a little liberal, a little progressive. And it's mildly annoying and infuriating to most people. Like, to to middle America, they're just like, yeah. what is that sin? <laughs> and, and we do it because we think it's trendy, I think. But also... Because we're like, well, this is the uniform. You know what I mean? This is how you know. You're like, well, if I'm walking behind you at night, you don't gotta. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry. You're like, right. Yeah. You ever see? You ever see a guy? You ever been walking by yourself at night? You're like, you always have that just that slight level of panic, and you see a guy behind you, but he's wearing a poncho. You're like, that's not. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. You it's know. It's probably okay. I still, I would say, I'm slightly scared of any man. Yeah, yeah that never goes away. But if he looks a little like. <laughs> You could meet up with him at Poison <coughs> Girl and he'd be a friend of your friends. He's a kind little of effeminate. I don't think, I guess my fear of like being attacked out of nowhere would go away. That guy would still maybe date rape me, mm. but that's a completely separate situation. But you're right. It depends on how you dress. Yeah. Oh my God. See, this is what's making sex, dating, all of it harder because you don't know anymore based off looks. No one's safe. What are tell? What are kinds of things that girls have that are like that? I mean, uh, we were talking about the tube dress that we were just, where she pulls it up and pulls it down. Like, I I wouldn't say that that necessarily says something about that girl other than she wants to go party. Weather inappropriate. Yeah, weather inappropriate. That would be a sign sign of something. What about the big eyes? The like crazy eyes, girl? Like, just. 
they always are like that. Where they look at you real big. Like a deer. Yeah, no, shit. She cares about states' rights. <laughs> That's exactly right. You can see it. Is there something that you can tell, like... It's harder with women. It, I, I guess it, so, because there's so much variety. I don't know. I don't want to call it freedom, but they just have a higher spread of what you can wear. Yeah. I'm limited to plaid of any kind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Button-ups. I wear blue chinos sometimes, and like seven out of ten people give me shit. Mm. Women, like my girlfriend will tell me, she's like, go get a shirt from my room, and I bring her back something. She's like, that's not a shirt. And I'm like, well, you have too many things that could be a shirt, <laughs> or I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I say shirt, it's one thing. It and so it's, I feel like that dilutes, uh, I, I obviously every pe doesn't matter the gen people try to like fit their, their groups, whether it's socioeconomic or in group, out group, whatever, but it is a little harder because there's more variance to account for. Yeah. With a guy, if you see overalls, you're like, that's either work choice or life choice. <laughs> yeah. <there laughs> yeah. It's no. hard, you know, no in between. He didn't just throw that on, on his way out. It is true. I, I, I definitely feel like, um, women have had, because it's they, they were so oppressed to one point that you had to have like a no I'm gonna wear a fucking pant and I'm gonna wear it today and fuck you and like women had to go through that pushback mm -hmm. but guys have fully yet I think especially um, kind of the sort of typical straight mm -hmm. white guy they can't push too much because they get called gay which is ultimately I think a, a sexist thing anyways but I think that's secondary though. I think that's like that's very contemporary because you know why guys. Ooh, Hello. that's a nice little... Uh, I bet people are going to love that. You know why guys have a very limited like acumen of what we can wear? It's because women used to make the clothes. So when it, when you're like living... And I know this because like in Romania, it was not very long ago. It was very close. It was very close. Historically. You know more things, yeah. <laughs> so y women are like, well, I'm making my own shit. And I'm going to make one of these and one of these. And if I get some of this material, I'm going to try to make one of these things. And the guys are like, what I get? And it's like, gray suit. What do you want? That's what I know how to make. <laughs> I don't wear what you wear. And so I'm you not going to get too inventive because it's not for myself. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, and so before there was like, you know, because even when there was like tailors and whatever, like how most of the population does not have clothes money. They're fucking they're like, mm -hmm. I brought home cloth because someone gave me cloth. And then my bitch made me this thing. And this that's thing what that I know I for 20 yeah. years. And, and they took such good care of stuff. They did, yeah. They're like, this is uh, my one fucking pair of trousers. Mm -hmm. And I, they, it's something that always blows my mind is that people made socks. Like, just the notion of no. making a Dude, small sock for their own foot and for their children's foot. I'm like, you're crazy. Really yeah. You're making a fucking sock today? Yeah. That's like, it, uh, yeah. My no, I'm different. I will be like, I'll have a pant. And like, what y'all are saying is that people... That's just your pant. But I'll be like, I don't like the pockets on that. <laughs> I'm going to get a different one. But I'm going to keep that one because I like the back of right, it. Right, right, right. That's stupid. Did my feel good. My great uh, aunt still makes soap. Her own soap. House soap. House soap. Oh, you know, that's like a hipster thing now. Yeah. Have you ever been to a pop shop? There's seven people selling soap that they make like when themselves. they just when they just show up those kind of shops like they're like not there yeah. very long yeah, yeah like yeah, they yeah. just pop up and it's like this is purple with lavender right their soaps are all like they all look uh, delicious if you're yeah. not supposed <laughs> it but looks like candy it looks like candy no this house soap does not look house soap looks like a large bone oh my god and it's made just from animal fats and there's a horrifying story every time you're like hey can I use some of that soap and they're like seven animals died for <laughs> you to, to make this soap so don't you know waste any of that shit I love that it's called house soap like there's an 
outside soap. There's real soap <laughs> and there's house soap. That you make that you don't yeah. have to buy. Are you are you and your girlfriend like big into how like you guys dress? Does she try to get you to change or is she into how you I mean, dress? I mean, if like I'm lucky, she corrects the way I dress when I'm on my way out of the house. Okay. That's... Why, if you're lucky, because sometimes you guys have I dated that like, oh, I like this shirt. I've had it 18 years. Yeah, well, because there's something inside. It's mechanical. We don't care. Uh-huh. We're not invested in the shit. But there's something inside it. You're like, I never thought about this shirt. And then one day your girlfriend's like, is that what you're going to wear out? And you're like, this, this is me. <laughs> this is who I am. You don't inside. love me. <laughs> oh, God, that's how but it's, are. It's just, it's just like, well, I don't know. I just never thought about this shirt for four years. And now you're forcing me to engage with it, you know. And uh, you've accepted and you've like taken her. Yeah, because like criticism. what's she's always right. You know, mm-hmm. I know the path of least resistance. It's just like you fight your you fight your nature and then you're like, all right. Yeah, I'm not going to wear teal with teal pants. It'll be <laughs> oh God. probably a better idea. You know, that's happened. It's Has a better it idea. It's real in your eyes. I do always wonder about that phenomenon of like women wanting to change their boyfriends or their person's oh, style. So bad. Because I well, you, you always it's like. When you meet somebody, you're like, oh, yeah, they're cute, but I don't really like, you know, their shoes or whatever. And then once you get in a relationship with them and you're closer with them, mm. you're like, oh, my God, I could influence them so that they can become even hotter to me. Right. Yeah. So that when I see them in an outfit, I'm like, fuck, they look good. Like, that's where girls are coming from. Right. Guys should know that it never stops. Like <laughs> your girlfriend, your wife, whatever, with her friends mm. will say. Oh my God, I love him so much. Oh God, I hate how he dresses. Unless they're picking out your clothes for you. Yeah, they. I like it. I know when she's out with her friends, she's just workshopping the parts of my life that need mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know, finesse. And there's, so there's she. She sounds like there's like three shirts, and I know they suck, man. It's like a Calvin Klein black shirt with just like a line right here, and the zipper's all weird. And she's like, I hate that shirt, and I'm like, I love it so much. And I didn't even think about it before. It was just an extra shirt I had where the neck hole was too tight. But now that she hates it, I'm like, this is a treat. I get to I get to wear this sometimes, you know, and that makes me feel good. She walks out the house and he goes and puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> now I can watch TV. Yeah, I'm just fully naked from the bottom down. I'm just wearing this shirt. Just the shirt. Yeah. A shirt with a zipper on. Yeah. So I already am concerned about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is very, um, that sounds extremely 90s. Like you could get it off those catalogs. Like, like a structure shirt, you know, like early 2000s. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, with the mm-hmm. zipper, especially you calling it all black. That yeah. worries I'm me. I'm on her side. Yeah, I'm on her side. I'm team with your girlfriend. Team your girlfriend. Lily. Team your girlfriend. Which I'm actually always team that's your girlfriend. What I, was about to say. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't matter what problem you have, I'm team your girlfriend. This just so lines <laughs> up with my ideology. <laughs> Anybody out there? For uh, anybody out there. Roddy, what is it like dating a civilian? So much better. Yeah. Um, I've never dated a comic, but I have uh, thought about it. And that's it cool. is I, I'm not I'm not against it. I would it's not that I wouldn't do it. It's just that like I have this this just a weirdest relationship with comedy and like how dynamic you get with it. And some of my closest friends are like in relationships with other comics and uh, they look uh, exhausted. <laughs> and but like it, they uh, they definitely get rewarded more at times. You know what I mean? It's like there's times where you're like you can't talk to other people all the time. There's times where you're like, I need to talk to another person who can just put any string of words together to try to make something funny happen. Who understands what it's like to be trapped. You know what I mean? But one hundred percent. I yeah. don't want to cohabitate with that necessarily. You know what I mean? I I'm not like I'm not one of those guys who's like, I would never date a Mormon. I would date whoever the fuck. I just 
don't know that particular individual. You know what I mean? But I consider myself lucky because my girlfriend is hilarious, just not in a structured way at all. She's not ever trying to do bits at me. I'm the only one with the f- you know stream of annoying going that direction, and it's great. Is she ever like stop? Oh, you're doing yeah, too much. every yeah. second of every dude. We went to Europe for three weeks just ourselves together. Oh, I, y'all are gonna get married. That's something y'all have already agreed on. To me, three weeks in Europe just with like one person. I'm like, how? How do time, you do second that? Second time we've done it. And you still stay together. I mean, dude, yeah, it's the I best. Guess that's love. That's yeah, true it's, love right there. It's that's fucked scary. up, but yeah, it's love, yeah. I guess. Um, no, I've dated comics, and it is. Sometimes I've been disappointed. I'm like, they're not even funny. And other <laughs> times I'm like, they're too funny. And it's just bit after bit after bit. And like, well, I'm just trying to fucking cook chicken. Like, yeah, I'm just. I, I, I again, I don't think that part would. That part would whatever do something to me. But like, I don't know how involved you guys have been in like the weird parts of co- when you're like who gets passed at clubs first who's doing like contests who's whatever like there's just parts of you who's like dude that's my friend like i've literally like met this motherfucker's family and done him favors and he had like half a laugh more than me in advance in a competition or whatever and i could murder him (laughs) if he died in front of me i'd have to pretend to be sad for the people around me so you didn't think i was an animal and i can't imagine doing that with the person that you like you know mush yourself inside of yeah that's exhausting oh god to mush yourself um, so um, romantic. Hey, so, sweet. so I don't do stand up, so I don't have to have that. Problem, sure, yeah, yeah. But now I'm gonna watch stand ups because I I do love to see them. Usually a stand up won't watch a whole other set, not all the time. Unless it depends. They're like their friends, because you'll see them a lot outside. We watch kind of really around. bad sets and we watch really good sets. Nobody cares when you're doing all right. Just all right. Yeah, I'm gonna start looking for the faces of people being like, "I'm gonna murder you." Because there's some comics, man. When Albert gets on stage. It's like that. I don't know if you guys saw that picture of when Dave Chappelle was on stage at Oddball a few years ago, and there's like a hundred million dollars worth of comics to the left. Like, there's literally like oh, twelve. Yeah. There's people who aren't even on the Z's showed up, and Amy Schumer and all these people just to watch him. That's what it's like when Albert's on stage in Houston. Like, everyone stops what they're doing. People who don't like Albert stop what they're doing and just stare at him because they're like, something insane's gonna happen. And that same thing happens sometimes when people like Danny Mo go up because you're like. What's gonna happen? <laughs> oh yeah, God. it's who? not safe anymore. No, who? That's exactly right. Does Danny Mo still go up? He does some, t- and I love Danny. I really do believe that there is that that level of friction only comes from you know true funniness. It's just that his, I don't think his focus all the time is funny. I think most of his focus is just discomfort on a societal level. Mm. But once he gets past that, there might be something there, you know. Oh, bad. I don't know. I only I know. only say that because I go to his house like six times a year to play poker, and he's a totally different person there. Jesus. You walk in and he's like wearing an apron. He's like a oh, host. He's like, your glass of water? We made chicken. I. What do you need? <laughs> I have air. You look inside. His house is like decorated. Don't like, make him human for me. That's like, what's fucked up, dude. God, there's delete no. Delete your account, Danny Mo. There's no bodies in his house. There's no <laughs> like fingernails anywhere. Absolutely surprised. But no, I think that there is. I think that everybody has that in a certain way. Like, like there's a, human a. There's a human side to every person. Um, but I think that like how we interact with each other on a regular basis like social media like the fact that you're in a scene and you're outside of your house like i'm only gonna get 0.2 percent of your personality yeah. and what you're about yeah. and um if that's total dick crazy town mm-hmm. like i'm just uh you know what it is i just don't want more i'm like that's enough for me right. i don't need to invest in every person um but yeah, I totally believe you that there's that he's probably like 
uh, a decent guy in so many in so many respects. It's he's he's annoyingly decent at his house. Yeah. And then out in the world, he's like black people or whatever he does <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Insert here. Yeah. Insert here. Hey, I'm the opposite. Like you are like that at, at the Come and Take It Festival. You're just ready to go home. Meanwhile, I'm like, everybody has a story inside <laughs> and they're ready to share it with me. If I just hang around enough, like I could be everyone's best friend. Yeah, yeah I sometimes and actually I've become more like less and less like that uh -huh. as the years have gone by. I used to be very like, I want to talk to every person here and I want to make an impression. I want to make sure that they know that I care about them and that they're valuable. And now I'm like. Um, I want to be alone by myself and I just want to like chill and I just want to like not do shit and Dude, I just yeah. don't want to talk to anybody. And part of that is just a level of growing up. But like, I feel like comedy it, it exposes that level of you. You know what I mean? Like you, it takes away plenty of good years of fake politeness. Oh yeah. It's you, it's, you're forced to now, cause this is what happens to me. I'm analyzing people's behavior constantly. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go out and I'll be in a situation. I'm like, oh, this person's not actually having that much fun. Or like, I can't stop the cog. Mm -hmm. I just am constantly arriving at like, I think this is what they're going to say. And this is why they're saying it. And it's tiring. I'm like, oh, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. And it's, and it's difficult for me because I'm trying to extract like the ultimate meaning from mm -hmm. the interactions that I'm having. And it's taken away. It takes actually... Um, almost like for other people to be performative in certain ways. It's very, I'm, I'm in a weird space right now, but it takes for them to be extremely funny and way smarter than me to the point where I can just kind of like, oh, they're doing work. Oh, you, thank God you're in control. You're in control, yeah. It's just that you're like, oh, with you guiding this, there's not going to be any awkward moments. No. That's all I care about. Just you, you deal with Once it. Once you, you trust a person in that way, you're like, oh, you're not going to lead me to somewhere we weird feeling. I just don't want to feel anything. And if yeah. you, if you <laughs> please Anything. help me, if I feel something, if I laugh or feel something good, it's momentary and I can, I'll get past it. But if you say something off where like the record skips in the room, now I have to process that and digest who you are. Yes. And if you do that to me, I'm going to delete your phone number. <laughs> You're out. Get out of here with yeah. that. I, my, my least favorite thing right now that I'm kind of going through and I've talked to you a little bit about it right now, Stacy, is somebody who's like, oh yeah, no, I went to that party and then yeah, somebody that I already knew they were there and I'm like. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's where's the rest of the story? Uh -huh. Like, where's the wh why is this interesting at all? No, that was it. That was the whole story. Like, like, where's your hook? It's yeah. a factoid. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, why are we talking? And it's, not, it's. I mean, like, you can talk about something like that. Of course, that, yeah. But mm, it's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. Like, why bring something like that up unless? You fucked that person on a on a trailer on sure. a starry night five years ago, and they said, "I'm leaving," and you, you never saw them again. And they were at this party. Like mm -hmm. that's the story I want to hear. But whenever I, I'm just I'm, I get in my head when people just I saw them and they were there and I knew them from before. Yeah. Like that is my worst nightmare. Right now, yeah. I, I'm just like, wh who are you? Why are we talking? What's going on? I'm it's starting to turn a page with it a little bit because sometimes I just get grateful when I meet a person like that because <laughs> those are the people that most of the time you're trying to entertain. Yeah. Like 90% of the time. And so you meet them and you're like, oh, you guys are still this way. Perfect. You're not, there's no revolution coming. You're not going to yell no the, yeah. the punchline. There's no mass <laughs> education. You're not finding me predictable. Yeah, I don't have to try that hard. This is who you are and what you think. So... Of course I'm compelling to you. So you, it's interesting to you because you get to be the star. Well, no, no, no. I just feel safe in that moment. I'm uh -huh. like, what you have is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like the oh, reason okay. the reason you want to go out to a room of strangers to make you laugh is because you can't do it in there. You don't possess the faculties. Something funny has to happen upon you, where I can just conjure it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, I think that and that I sounds mean, so conceited and no, no, self-serving. No, 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 but it is to us. But that's what happens to you in the game. Well, I yeah. would call, so uh, how I put it with the star. That's how I would think of it. Yeah. Any time that I'm the funniest, and I'm not even smart funny like y'all. I'm like stupid funny. Use my body for funny or say crazy things that, that is, I think are funny. That is smart funny. Like yeah. poop is this one of the smartest kinds of funny because it's 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 ostensibly funny to like regular people. You know, you said poop, but like when you're like re- when you're re- you're like, dude, we poop. Uh-huh. We all do it, and then you you need you need faculties to be able to appreciate that. And then when you make you know poop jokes, it's a whole thing. It's top down. You'll you get it. <laughs> You get it. I will try. I mean, like to do a little dance for people is just my greatest joy. Sure. But if it's a room of people that I know have like more going on than that, it's just not as exciting. Mm. And then I got to talk serious. And like, I'll say the weird thing that makes you want to delete my number. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know why. Just have like, sometimes I feel compelled to just say whatever's in my head. I don't think so. I think you are very funny. No, it's not like a jerk off contest. (laughs) I'm just talking about me, you know? No, I know, I know. But let me give you this compliment. I think you uh, sell yourself short. Oh, wow. I think you sell yourself short. And I think you are um, very funny and you are incredibly intuitive. Like the the emotion to brain to mouth Mm. like distance is so short and very quick and uh, you are just a different on a different level. That it's intuition so is how I know when to bring up my vagina or dick. Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a funny it's intuition. It's just timing. When you are they ready it. for it? You got yeah. it, baby. You know, I get in trouble a lot at work for doing that. So Yeah, I've heard about that. I that you say have. stuff inappropriate. When was the last time that you guys were around someone like painfully unfunny that you it was like you're contractually obligated to be there. You have to this moment can't just end. <coughs> okay. Um sometimes myself. Um, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I don't I think that right now uh, so right now I'm like hanging out with this guy mm-hmm. who's funny, mm-hmm. really funny, but I like retreat and I'm less funny because yeah. he's so funny and I'm uncomfortable and all this stuff. Um it's not going well. And um <coughs> I think I'm the one who's like painfully we're all like make a joke and I'm like why not do that? <laughs> Fuck, I can't Do you find stop. your funny comes from uh, moments of total comfort or total discomfort? <coughs> Both. I Both, mean, yeah. Just depends on who I'm with. Yeah, yeah. What about you? When's the last time somebody was just like painfully? And did you tell them? Because you seem like the type. I of didn't. Tell no, them. I, ninety nine percent of the time, I totally would have told them. Mm-hmm. But this time was so spectacular and so fucked up that I just had to take it. I, I, I literally didn't enjoy it for the first hour, and then I switched gears and digested it all in. It was in France, actually, when we were in Paris. I don't do, uh, like, adult Disney World. I don't want to see the Vatican. I don't want to see the Taj Mahal. I've seen all of the... I've seen more World Heritage Sites than most people my age, and I hate all of them. I don't want to stand in line to touch the gift (coughs) shop thing. You know what I mean? And so, like, I never do that shit, and and after a whole trip of, like, just doing, like, kind of... You know, I want to see how locals live and that kind of bullshit. My girlfriend was like, I want to see the fucking Mona Lisa. I want to see the Louvre. And I was like, God damn it. There's going to be a million people there. It's so, it's and, yeah. And I let her pick the thing. She's like, I booked a tour. I was like, this is for you. This is my one compromise for you. And right when we get there, she's like, by the way, big surprise. The tour is done by a French stand-up comic. From Airbnb. Yes. I saw this guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I, and I was like, bitch. <laughs> 
And she was like, what do you mean? You love hanging out with stand-up comics. And I was like, I like hanging out with funny stand-up comics. She's like, how do you know he's not going to be funny? I was like, because if he's doing something with stand-up, not in a stand-up setting, he's not funny. If it's like defensive, if he's the best defensive driving guy, or it's like dinner theater, this guy sucks. And and then I was like, you know what? I'm being judgmental. And he works at the Louvre. Like that's a fucking, you know. Maybe he could be. Fu- maybe he could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He might just be. And then we get there, and he's like, "You guys can ask me any questions you want about any period or my private sex life. Anything you want." And he just uh, the joke didn't land really, and so he just repeated it. And I was like, "This is gonna be the worst thing that happened to me." And we just get through, and he's just got just a slew of some of the shittiest. Like that, we found this statue that look, it was holding its fingers, like it was holding something upside down, but there's nothing that it's holding. Like they lost the artifact part. And he was like, "We don't know what it could be holding. It was lost a long time ago. It could be anything: g-strings, sausages. That's it. Just two things." <laughs> <laughs> And then he walks away. He like he's very quick and pacey. He moves to the next thing. He's like, now nah, we're going down to uh, my favorite. There's a lot of sex art in the Louvre. We're going to my favorite part. My major in college, orgies. And then he oh, <laughs> walks oh into the God. room. And I, in that moment, I started picturing. I was like him talking to his dad. And his dad's <laughs> like, you gotta study something, Philippe, or whatever his name is. And he's like, oh no, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. His dad is probably like super proud. That and that's when it all turned around yeah. for me. That's that's when I started. I was just like, I'm just gonna write down all the worst things this guy says, and maybe do a bit about it. Like even that sounds weird. I'm gonna do another guy's jokes. I'm just gonna do them ironically and show people. Because at one point we get to the hall of statues, and he's like, All right, I gotta be serious here for a second. Please don't touch any of the statues. People have been stealing fingers. All right, and I don't know what they're doing with them. But who would steal fingers from a statue in the Louvre? And then he walks away, and I was like, Bro. That was the perfect setup for a play. What do you think they're doing with uh-huh. They're putting them there in their ass, yeah. and you just walked away from that? <laughs> He's not good. So listen, I, first of all, I don't think he works for the Louvre, does he? I think he just does this on his own. He's, uh, I don't know, he, he um, I have a whole thing about European comics and, and how they think stand-up works, but um, he was a stand-up for like 10 years or something and did festivals and one-man shows and shit, and he does, he has worked at the Louvre. I don't know if he works exactly for them, because the tour, the operator thing is like very complicated. I don't know, you know, whatever. But he got, he had one of those passes where we get past security and like the whole thing. So, would you consider maybe trying that? Like, you could give tours at the Manil and maybe work out some of those bits. So, what I thought about doing <laughs> is it, what he inspired like me to think about is just to do a complete, uh, like, a, go on Airbnb in for Houston and say I'm gonna offer walking tours, but just make all this shit up. As we go along, we'll you, film it. You're gonna be so. I have this idea of doing like recording it, yeah, and having people being able to like download it as a podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's basically like different comedians taking you through different areas of Houston, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can just make. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, some of it can. Oh, be it's made like a up. walking tour that we, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, you yeah. just record it, and you can start at a certain building, and as you walk around, that would a be a great pace, app. Yeah, I thought that would be so funny. You, you know could why? Do it because for every you city. could do it for every city. Yeah, yeah. and you just contract twenty people, and you're like, "Hey, make some bullshit up about this Starbucks over here in this area." <laughs> yeah. No, because I totally w- because uh, we were also near a wine tasting at one point. Like the most, uh, they they have like wine tasting rooms at a lot of restaurants, but they were like I don't know having the room cleaned or something. So they were just doing the tasting out in where next to where we were eating. And we don't drink, but we were really intently listening because they really could just make up whatever the fuck. They, they were like, this one is a Chateau Bourbon made in the region, and it was uh, brewed at around 3 a.m. in the uh, evening or something like that. You could just ex- start exaggerating details to no end, and you're like, this guy is so fancy and French 
that why would he lie to me? He's not trying to fuck me, you know. Yeah, he's not trying to fuck you. That's he's right. just trying to get me cultured. And then yeah. he's, he's telling you about the exact mortgage that the vineyard had, and you're <laughs> like, dude, he can tell all that from the smell of the shit. Like that's thirty oh, years in the I biz. Smell that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would be great if you just gave like a tour of something and just said whatever that. Just fuck any you misinformation to. is funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, some real and some especially fake. when faced with the real like, with with the real building or with the real like. I don't know, you know, somebody put a dick in the cement or whatever, <laughs> you know, like you could have a full conversation about that specific yeah. thing. I think that would be so fun. Um, there is something to be said about your about your tour guide and his whole thing. Like he feels like a character to me in somebody else's movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's just somebody who doesn't sad. do stand up, you know, in like a mid 2000s comedy. Yes. Like something that feels rush hour three pink panthery. You're like, that's a character that appears 100%. And yeah. uh, you know about uh, two people that like him. And then the rest of the people are like that character just ate up space. There's yeah. eight minutes that we don't get back. You don't get back. It, if it was real good jokes, it would be just a different movie. Yeah. No. It would not be the same movie. This guy is making the rounds though. Everybody I know that has gone to Paris has talked about him. Yeah. Recently. He's banking shit with those bad jokes. Dude, and at one point, so we're standing in the place. The tour is just six people. Me and my girlfriend and two gay couples. And he, he's like, I've shown you a lot of penises today, right? So now let's let's flip it uh, back. Let's go show us some titties. And like as he's staring at the gay dudes. <laughs> and I was like, this guy is either like just going through. You know when you're just walking he's a through. psychopath. No, 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 but sometimes you're just walking through your act. Like, you're not (laughs) not paying attention to who the room is or whatever. You're just like, this is the next part. Or he can't read the room at all. You know what I mean? It's one of these two things, and they're both equally hilarious. Look at these two best friends just coming (laughs) out. (laughs) On vacation. Just on vacation. It's crazy. Uh, I need to call Dylan. He says titties every time Mm -hmm. the same way. He's like, titties works to his friends when he He says titties. Titties. They're like, (laughs) ha. Does he have a really thick French accent? No, he's got he's he speaks perfect. He English. speaks perfect. And he's English. got like a, just okay. a slight accent, and then at the end he did like some sort of crowd work. It was like the hall. He was like, "There's a painting called something of friendship," and he was like, "And what is better than friendship?" And he looks at me like, eh? and I was like, "Money." And he's like, "Oh no, not money." <laughs> and I was like, "I think no. money's better personally." <laughs> did he know you were in comedy? No, I didn't yeah, tell him. Did not tell him. I told him at the end. I, I didn't mean to tell him. I just asked him about a room. I was trying to go up, and I was like, "Yo, you know about this guy's Sebastian Marks?" Uh, and he's like, "Oh, that's my friend. I love him." And I was like, "He's like, how do you know about that shit?" And I was like, "Oh, I do stand up." <laughs> and he was like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. You walked yeah. away like, why did I say these things? Your girlfriend now did she she booked this to nag you right like it no was no she truly had no idea like she was like this will be awesome this is gonna be my this my will be five stars is a stand up yeah. comedian we're gonna go see stand up comedy yeah she well that's a nuance that's that's a mm-hmm. hard thing to expect somebody to know no I didn't expect her to know yeah, yeah, yeah. there no, would be yeah. if she had been if she was a comic like you're talking about dating a civilian versus a comic. If you wouldn't have been on she would have been a comic she would have done that just to like yeah just make it the worst we would have but we, what, what, what she would have done is we would have enjoyed it ironically from yeah. the beginning but instead she gave me this gift of like it turned around for me at some point you know <laughs> like it just flipped at some what point what did she Do think of it uh, she was like, this guy's really not funny. Okay. And you, she was like hurt in that sort of way where she's like, because the reason she booked it is she's like, she's met comics. She likes comics. She thinks mm-hmm. comics are funny. And then she was like, well, this guy's a comic. He's going to show me the Louvre. 
And then it happened, and she was like, I've been betrayed. So many comics are not funny. <laughs> I Lily, do. they're not funny. I do love what you were saying of, like, it turning around in your head because sometimes, like, I feel like it can go either way. Mm-hmm. You can dive deeper into this, like, despair of negativity into the thing that you're doing where you're like, this is shit. This mm-hmm. is all bullshit. I want to go. I want to go. And then you just sort of had a really terrible experience. But when you do get to turn it around and, and you start just kind of, like, eyeing it with a different... It is a really good feeling. It's <laughs> You're just, like, you're waking up. Yeah. You're you're actually like tur- you know in the Matrix you're like logging on in that moment. Absolutely, I think somebody that's actually funny can mine those little nuggets from life when things aren't funny. Like if you could find those little like a way to enjoy it, I think that's like who I enjoy being around. Like because they're actually funny instead of somebody who just say a joke. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I wonder. I mean, and, and you guys can kind of tell me what you think here, but. I wonder if there, uh, that thing that you said about logging on, like, um, I think people do that in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for me, logging on is definitely like, what is the meaning of this exchange? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But say for somebody like my little sister, she's very like, um, esoteric is not the word. She's like self-helpy, like kind of guru-y. Namaste. Say no Uh, more. Namaste on that side of things. For my little sister... It, she is logged on 100% of the time. That's mm-hmm. her goal. So do you guys know people that are just not logged on at all? Like at all whatsoever? Yeah. Like they do not understand what's going on. That's my that's my girlfriend half the time probably. Well, maybe slightly more than half the time. Okay. And she's not, I like, I, I used to make fun of her for like being misinformed or not being in tune with stuff. But like she's one, she's older than me. She's 29 and I'm 23. And two, she makes like serious money. Right. So there's something going on. It's just that she doesn't care so much. At one point, we were watching TV. We were watching the girls, and I was like, they made that character really Jewish. It was like a pawn shop guy. Like, they made that really Jewish. And she goes, it's Amish. And I was like, whoa. Do you not know the difference between Jewish and Amish people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And wholeheartedly, she did not. Sweet, sunshine, naive, like, just like, no, that's Amish, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she didn't even look up for her phone. She's like, it's Amish. And <laughs> she kept texting or whatever. <laughs> Second thing she did to me one time, I was, we were trying to look for documentaries. And I was like, you want to watch this one about Mussolini? And she was like, again, didn't look up for her phone. She was like, ugh, gross. I hate magicians. And then just kept. <laughs> <laughs> and those two examples can give you exactly who my girlfriend is. Like, I Every time we travel to Europe, I tell her Anne Frank's house is in a different country. And she's like, sure, of course. <laughs> Of course it is. Yeah, yeah it's in Belgium now. Who gives sense. a shit? Like, because she doesn't. <laughs> she knows like seven things, super well, That's incredibly exactly well. Our friend Leslie, yeah. Um, and if she she has to care so much about a new thing to like digest and because and, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not about like faculties or or being able to process. She just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So because her life was compartmentalized in that way, and so she just grew up and she's like, I gotta get this money, I gotta pay taxes. I got to be good at my job. That's it. Everything else is bullshit bonus stuff that I don't have time for. And I've lived my life totally. I've never had to struggle for anything. You know what I mean? Like I just one day my parents were rich and they weren't before. And I was like, well, now it's even doper. And so (laughs) I have no idea about actually having to be good at five things. I'm like, I just know a little bit of all of the things forever. And so we just walk through life together and I'm just kind of explaining shit to her. And then she's like, all right, now give me the money for the bus passes because I'll get that done. <laughs> I, d- I have this under control. Yeah. I really identify with with that a lot. 
um, I identify with your side of things too. Sure, yeah. Just the notion of like knowing a little bit about everything to the point where I feel like I could impress anybody at any moment mm-hmm. for the first 15 minutes of yeah. knowing them. And then after that, my like my likelihood of, of yeah after that they're person. like well b- back that shit up real quick what are you and then you're like well i don't have any i can't back it up but yeah no no that that was it i know i read it i just don't know <laughs> don't why know it matters where or who said that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i yeah, have yeah. i'm not in a relationship with her but she's like a she's my best friend mm-hmm. so it's like a relationship her mom thinks we're together <laughs> she's just like your girlfriend she one time somebody was like oh i work at Baylor mm-hmm. and then she was talking about oh my god do you get to play with the puppies and stuff and she thought it was like a pet smart <laughs> and like she just doesn't understand yeah and she's not stupid no but she'll ask me th- I mean she'll just ask me like very simple things of like is Mexico international <coughs> because it touches us you know yeah yeah so which again if you if you think about that question it's just the way the mechanics she's using to ask you that question are wholesomely stupid but the w- thing that she's trying to ask you is like she's like oh, we'll talk. What does what does a nation mean? Yes. She's asking you like the kind. It's like oh, what's a nation state and why does this matter and whatever. But she's saying she's like you know the colors on the map. Why is Mexico blue and we're green? Is what it comes out as. Yes. That's exactly. I just am like oh sweet baby. And sometimes I'll ask her questions. My my girlfriend once asked me are there countries in Africa and I knew in that moment I was like she's not asking me are there actual you know sovereign governments in the continent of africa she's like what countries are in africa i'm having a trouble referencing them right now <laughs> and you just put your you know you put your translator your interpretation on. yeah you, can we back up a second you're 23 years old 23 yeah uh i'm shocked shocked yeah uh i feel confused mm-hmm. violated i feel lied to. lied to i do i feel lied to as well i'm glad you brought us it's back this fucking that. face dude i wish that nobody maybe post a picture of me somewhere mm. so people can be like why is that no, i look terrible for 23 it's not that it's bad you d- you look like a grown-up yeah i would not have guessed i've looked this 27. way look this way since i was 15 oh my god um you look my age i'm 33 mm-hmm. and that's not an insult you don't look 33 though Thank you. I have youthful acne. <laughs> um, your eyes. That's usually where you can tell how old people are. Mm. Yeah. Because people might like look a little haggard, but their eyes look so innocent. Mm. Your eyes look like you're like tired. Old. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and I am shocked mm-hmm. right now. I don't know. It makes sense that you're dating somebody that's 29 then. Because sure. Yeah. Have you ever identified with people your age? No. Yeah. No, it's really brutal to hang out with people my age, and I, uh, I have probably three friends that are exactly my age or like slightly younger, and most of the time it's fine. And they're kind of like me too. They're people that either had to get sober really young, so that kind of maybe either That's, jumps the maturity yeah. up, or they're physically they look horrible, so like you can't tell they're you know twenty two, twenty three. They're just like that's a grown man that sleeps with prostitutes. That's what that is. And you're like, no, that's a boy. <laughs> it's a, a college boy. sophomore. <laughs> but. Shit, you're college age, basically. I just finished college, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thanks, yeah. Um, I will say, I think this is why, I think people who had to get sober, I think yeah. gay people, I think people of color, I think I know Anyone this who is had a, a little bit of fight. I uh-huh. think that they are inherently like more emotionally mature and sure, just yeah. smarter. Because you have to go through the motions of a discovery or in a struggle at a very young age. And so you just get the mm-hmm. the boat. You're like... 
oh, my dick doesn't work around girls. Boom. And then you have to think about why your dick doesn't work around girls. It's And then you start creating a relationship with your body, with your feelings, with all these things. And it happens when you're younger. I feel like. Then say somebody who never had to go through any of that I feel like that that's shit. 100% what it is. Yeah. And I feel sober people and gay people have a little bit of an easier time just because the, the way that. Well, sober people are not disenfranchised in any way, but the way that gay people are disenfranchised doesn't take them out of like institutional stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no like there's like people aren't pushed into gay neighborhoods. Gay neighborhoods are chosen and made. Uh-huh. Yes. So absolutely. you're not like in a bad you're not like someone's like, oh, we don't want to put our kid in that school. That's a gay school. He'll never learn. You're like, that's a gay school. We need to get yeah. all of the colleges. Get them there. Yeah. And so sober people and gay people get to they don't get to. They have to mature sometimes at a much earlier age. But they're still in the wealth of information if they choose to whatever. I, f- I like I feel it with minorities sometimes because I am an immigrant and I've seen people like r- there's a huge group of Romanians who live here. And most of them just self-identify and hang out just with other Romanians, just go to Romanian church. And you're like, you know, they're not dumber. They're just removed. There's one more barrier of entry to the rest of society. And so you imagine that plus, you know, 40 for other historically disenfranchised groups. And you're like, this is a weird thing where people mature at like 12. You're an adult at like 12, but you have the information of eight or, you know what I mean? You have the experience of like eight or nine. So that that's why some people are horrified by minorities to some degree, because they're like, you're more mature than me. But I think you're only going to use that maturity for evil. I don't understand why. And you're like, oh, because they weren't given options a lot of the time. They just were raised up and they're like, the game done changed. This is what I got to do. Then that's a very small percentage. But like, that's where that like white fear comes from, uh-huh. where people who are like in the suburbs are like shaking and scared. They're like, I think we made very, very strong humans emotionally, physically, who are just destitute and ready to do anything to survive. Yeah. And they're sitting with that and they can't process that fear. They can't process that emotion. But yeah, no, they're I sitting with that. And that's why you have guns on the table at a pool party. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I was you like, I can't just get here with no guns. Immigrants. It's adorable. Yeah. It is. And it's so funny I because have two immigrants in my house. And I'm a white woman. <laughs> from communist. You're from Venezuela, right? Yeah. 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 You have two parents, communists. In your house. Yeah. My, pa- my I grandparents. Have a sickle tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it was an option for me. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh. Yeah. No, my grandparents were actually um, at very active members of the Communist Party. Wow. I'm like, oh, yeah. Very active up until uh, quite a few years ago. And my mom participated in the uh, communist games. In the we they had their own communist Olympics basically. Oh, okay. Was it is it like sports or, or academics? Sports, sports and okay. academics too. Yeah, but my parents did the academics part. Yeah, my my dad or my stepdad did the math Olympics mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for the Communist Party, and then my mom was just in the Communist Games, um, which is very it's like Hunger Games but more hungry. Yeah, <laughs> it's just real. You, you should. Uh, I mean? That's really funny. And you should say that for. Okay. That's a, like a great. It's a one-liner, but it fits into like if you're ever telling a narrative about your uh, about my, my about your life, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's this really is funny. A, think, this is a new thing that I'm working on. It was my grandma, but this is a real thing that happened recently. Mm-hmm. My grandma walked into my mother's shower, so she visits us from Venezuela occasionally, mm-hmm. and it's my my grandma walks in because it doesn't have like you don't have to step into it. There's no steps, and there are old people. So my mom was like, just you use that shower, mm-hmm. and I watched my grandma go in, and she walks in, and she just sighs, and she goes. No, this is and this is the most gorgeous shower I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like beautiful marble. Like there's buttons everywhere. My grandma walks in. She's like, why? 
why do you people have to make everything so fucking complicated? Yeah. Why? I don't even want to. Yeah. And she's like, she's rejected this gorgeous shower. Yeah. And I literally go upstairs and she has heated up water and put it in a bucket mm-hmm. and is just pouring little buckets of hot water onto herself as she soaps <laughs> up small areas of her body. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> that is like quintessential immigrant that now even with the option of having something luxurious mm-hmm. they just think it's a waste of like water of mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. of time spent on it and mm-hmm. they will just do their own fucking thing that's what you're talking about when you say like my grandmother will survive yeah you know what i mean like she will yeah. make it anywhere and that is scary as fuck and that's she like it, it's about trust she's like i don't know what's going on behind all these knobs <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> i can't like, see it it's First not of all, mechanical. I, uh, all it leaves me is the imagination, which is horrifying based on my experiences. <laughs> yes, terrible. Yeah, uh, I get the same thing. Yeah, my grandma's really funny, but there's definitely like, uh, there's definitely this sense of um, of the fear of the unknown thing, and to us, it looks like funny family hijinks mm-hmm. on the inside. It's very like, um, it's it, it's very comfortable and very there's nothing weird about it but mm-hmm. certainly with enough time here in the United States and then also being a comedian or just being an observant person you start really noticing the differences in how you like going over to your family's thing and being in my family this is very wildly different yeah um, but it's so fun to observe the differences um, I wonder what what is your family like in like the core of it Radu? That's really hard. There, if I had to describe what most of my family is like, from my parents and grandparents and stuff, it's just people with enough foresight to say that like they're gonna sacrifice their momentary happiness and what their goals are so that their offspring can have a better life. But in doing so, they're gonna become terrible people. Yeah. Because every time you g- sacrifice so much and you give up a lot, you just brew all of that resentment inside. Yeah. And so you don't actually get to give anyone something much better. You give them nicer institutional things with, uh, you know, the emotional maturity of four-year-olds because you just pilfer them. For, since they're children, you just rob them of, you know, their innocence and whatever you, they have. I will reap you. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you think you'll do, th- like, I don't know if you want to have kids or not. Is your girlfriend Romanian too? No, no. She is nice and white. Nice and white. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. I'm going to start a gang. Strong <laughs> white. Nice and white. Um, just girls who brush their hair a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you think you'll do that? Like, will you have that... Um, I think I'm the first one to, uh, so I might do it, yeah. But I think I'm the first one to recognize it. Mm-hmm. I think everyone recognizes like more things than we give them credit for. They just don't. Once you put it into words, you're, it's a totally different level of digesting the thing. I think they sit with that feeling. They just don't know what it is necessarily. Um, so I might be the first one to like really process it mm-hmm. to a degree of like, oh, I know what's happening. And also. In Romania, it was harder to tell. I think if my parents hadn't moved, if I was still living in Romania, we never immigrated, I was still wouldn't know because it's that that fracture of like, oh, we're in a totally different society now. And then I see them uncomfortably swimming in the society that they've done really well in, you know, like they've actually succeeded. And I'm like, oh, that's what's missing. They feel like they've still given that thing up and they that'll always associate that discomfort with me because that was the end goal. And once that happened, I was like, oh, that's how I can be friends with these people because I know their motivations now. And and I think that offers me just a few more tools than they had if I have children. Do you? Because your girlfriend's white. So, like, white people, I'm going to speak for all of us. <laughs> we don't. Our parents don't do that. Like, there's definitely sacrifice for us. 
but it is um, it's not the same. Like we are not expected. I am not expected to sacrifice for my mom. Yeah, no. Even though I have a single mom. Of course. Like even though she gave up so much for me, I'm like, this is my life, mom. Okay. Like, no, I'm not going to give you money or whatever. Whereas like an immigrant, mm. they, you would be expected to like take care of You got to keep, you always keep an empty room in your house and people yeah. are like, what's up with that? You don't use it for shit. And you're like, do mom's moving in there at some point. And that is like, and sh- when she's still like <laughs> able to walk around, she's eyeing that room. She's like, she not is. big enough. <laughs> No good. So would your girlfriend, like, how is that? I wonder how that's going to, like, play out. I'm pretty no-nonsense with my family. I tell them, I was like, your culture is wrong and backwards. And Mm -hmm. I don't subscribe to it, and I want you to be ashamed of it. But, you know, like, definitely keep your shit on your side. (laughs) And I want my girlfriend to see it. I'm like, but I take her there like I take her to the zoo. I'm like, this is how people live sometimes. Yeah. And I used to. This is a different variable. Yeah. No, I definitely definitely know what you're talking about. Well, my family is a little bit more, like, my family is very academic. Um, uh, my family is very academic and it's very like, um, they're almost like the waspiest version of a Latin American family as it comes. Um, and they actually went to college here in the United States to get their degrees. Mm -hmm. So they kind of get it a little bit more. And also my mom divorced my dad or my stepdad and then remarried a white guy. So we're as possibly white as Latin American people will mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. without just being a white person. Straight up, yeah. Um, and But I definitely, like, recognize, and, it, it, and I think the feedback loop is even quicker because we're mixed with a white family that I can watch them look at us, hug each other. Like, we just are constantly touching each other. And yeah. I can see their discomfort Ooh. with our level of mm-hmm. touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like... Um, you know how like in it, well I don't know if you guys did this but um, children are nude a lot in other countries that are not America mm-hmm. they are just like with diapers or with no diapers mm-hmm. just running around town right and um, I can tell that when my mother babysits um, the little grandchildren and then her daughter-in-law walks in and what like watches her children be like nude walking around the house She's like cover my children up yeah baby. they're what like yeah. they're like oh cover them up this yeah. is they this is rude and uh, we're all like naked babies <laughs> like yeah. it's just a g- and, and they find a discomfort in that and mm. we think it's super fucking cute and they think it's like oh they're poor people like <laughs> that's a poor people <laughs> mentality yeah yeah, yeah stacy thinks that's oh poor people do that we went to the beach we just got back from mexico and there was like just even little girls yeah. in just panties mm-hmm. on the beach and they don't have nothing okay no little like they're nubbins babies. on the top they're babies and like maybe seven and down and i was just like oh my god they can't afford a top <laughs> for that child <laughs> Just clutching my pearls yeah, on the beach. Yeah. My family is very touchy because they're waspy or redneck white people. They're very too touchy, mm. probably. My cousin, guy cousin might sit and like ask me to tickle his naked back. My family's kissy, but they don't actually touch. They just do that European like. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then yeah. Like you don't even shake hands the next five days that you see them. <laughs> <laughs> my family would much. be like, tell me you love me. Like <laughs> just so I've just said it. I just said I love you. No. I don't know. All these families. I still think being white is fine, but it's not exciting. Like y'all's No, it's is. definitely not exciting. I, d- I do tell you that in my family, whi- whites are the exotics. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no, it's true. Um, Jesus Christ. In my family, um, yeah, we see white people that are ver- they're redheads. I'm like, what the fuck is that creature? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think redheads and blondes are like a genetic uh, mutation. Uh, I thought you were going to say defect. 
Yeah, I mean, I just think I'm, I was blonde. But I I'm think like, there's a societal defect. Creep. Yeah. Thank you. It's creepy. Hey, we got to, I mean, the time is up, Radu. I know. That works out perfect because I'm late for a brunch. Well, oh thank you so God. much for Speaking coming of being to do white. this with us. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Can people find you anywhere? Do you want them to? I'm at Radu Bondar on Twitter. Okay. And my address is 18. No, I'm not going to give it Don't that tell do people it. that. <laughs> um, okay, thank you, Mockingbird. Thank you so much, um, everybody, for, for listening me, in. Hey. Thank you, Radu. Um, I can't wait to put some links up so that people can check out your stand-up. He is a, um, what, what was it, a good boy? A proud boy? No, 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 just boy. a nice boy. A nice <laughs> boy. Um, he's a nice boy, but he's also a really And I'll be in Dallas comedian. on the, uh, the next, the following two weekends, if anyone wants to come to okay, shows. Okay, cool, yeah. Ooh. So okay, we'll very definitely funny. release that. Thank you so much for having us. I love you, Stacey Daniels. Love you. Uh, goodbye. Bye, guys. Relationship.